production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Everybody, um, podcast time, and we've got some gorgeous girlies here. I'm very excited to have a chat with them. So, I'm not sure if you've heard, but I actually um, am the host of some random show. Did you know that? No. No, it's so random. <laughs> like, I didn't even like really care about it. Like, I didn't cry when I found mm. out that I was the host. Never um, even heard a word of it. No. Never even heard you say the word, the letter F. I know. At any point. Didn't really matter to yeah. me. Um, but we better talk about it because yeah. have to, I guess. I'm um, obsessed. So- <laughs> this is such a good show. Oscar, why isn't your camera on? This setup, uh, yeah. Yeah, you either get Ziara and, and Molly. Okay, or- sorry, prefer- Oscar, you're yeah. to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Oscar's obsessed. Lem is obsessed. I'm obsessed watching it even. Um, and we actually got some listener reviews of the new show I'm hosting, F-Boy Island, on Binge. There are currently four episodes out. Two episodes drop every Monday. Um, so here are some reviews we got from our gorgeous Chooky listeners. Hello, It's A Lot Podcast. These are my opinions about F-Boy Island. As someone who has no interest in reality TV, I've absolutely loved F-Boy Island. Uh, I'd be fucking right into it. It's sassy. It's cute. Oh, for fuck's sake, can someone rip them fucking sunglasses off Benny's head? The cunt's only wearing them at night time. <laughs> Two episodes in and I've laughed so many times. I think this show is on something magical. So at the moment, I'm pretty frustrated. I yelled at my screen a lot, but it's a very very, very entertaining reality TV show. I'm absolutely here for us finally putting these men back in their place and not giving them the time of the day when they are so clearly F-boys. I just want to say, Benny, what a dog for questioning Sean for calling out Caleb saying that stuff about Molly's vagina. I hope he gets eliminated ASAP, dog. I really can't believe Nick left. Like, I was thinking, oh my God, there needs to be some sort of wild card or some sort of twist to get him back in the show. Sunglasses are for outside, on your eyeballs. So we have the three gorgeous girls here, Sophie, Ziara and Molly. Hello. God, I have so many questions. I asked people what they want me to ask you guys, but I think we're going to do it with a general production. I'm like, how do I structure this? Because there's three people to interview. If anybody doesn't know Fuckboy and what is it about, like that kind of thing, somebody's like doesn't have any clue what it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What the show. Yeah, Yeah. bitches. Okay, so that would be so (laughs) random if you know what the show is because like grow up. It's on the front page of Binge, you know what I mean? Um, no, okay, so basically there are our three amazing ladies, Sophie, Ziara and Molly, who we have with us right now. There are 24 men. Half the men are self-proclaimed nice guys. They are on the show looking for love. The other half are self-proclaimed F-boys. They are looking for money. What happens is at the end of the show, Sophie, Ziara and Molly will choose one man each. If they choose a nice guy, they will split a cash prize. If they choose an F-boy, the F-boy will then decide if they are going to split the money with the lovely ladies and be like, yay, I'm reformed, or if they're going to go sucked in, I actually am going to keep this money, la, 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 la. Along the way, we have a place called Limbro, where the F-boys go to get reformed by me. So far, we've had <laughs> confession booths, and we've had me surprise Eric in the corner of Limbro, and um, basically, it's a cage on the beach. Go to my socials to see what I mean. It's skits. It's really fun, and the nice guys go to a place called Nice Guy Grotto. So when your favourite guys leave the show, or leave favorite 
um, you still you still see them. So that is a summary of F Boy Island. Thank How's you, that, that, that does not good. sound that like you've good. done it before at all. Sorry. How many <laughs> fucking times have I had to explain what this fucking show is? It's so good, but it's like I think it's fairly simple, but people are like, yeah, they're not understanding it. I'm mm. like, just. I don't know, maybe because I've, I watched all two seasons of the American one in a week when I got pitched this job. But, yeah. you know, it's great. Anyway, so we've got the girls here. It's super exciting. And I think the number one question that was asked to all of you girls, you obviously are dating the same group of men. So how did you ensure that you weren't going after the same guys? That was something I think all of us were kind of a bit confused about. I think that was my number one, like, burning thing. But it happened so naturally. It was very organic. It was We were kind of just drawn to certain guys. And you've got to remember that, like, you know, almost half the guys aren't interested in any of us anyway. So they were just going for whoever's going to give them a shot. So I think it was fairly easy. So there was no conversations had at all even before you met the guys? Because you all you three had met before you met the boys? Had you been like, okay, what do we do? I don't even know if we had a conversation before going in. I think I was concerned because Ziara and I both <laughs> like taller guys. So yeah. we're like, well, maybe there'll be a bit of crossover. Yeah, there was um, a little one. Right. I think that first mix I remember sitting with Molly and she was like, I had a good chat with Nick. And I was like, oh, so did I. And I didn't know who I wanted to take on my first date because mm-hmm. I was confused. And then I saw how much Molly liked Nick and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do now. Like I was so thrown off. Yeah. I think that was, the only, that was the only thing. And then after that, everything was so organic and... Yeah. I guess the only other crossover was Caleb and Molly. We know you were heartbroken when Caleb um when Caleb went with Ziara, babe. You just you loved so, him so oh, much. So you know, you two got along so well. He knew as soon as that conversation started that I was bored as batshit. He he yeah. knew nothing was happening there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So why did you three apply for a cooked show like F-Boy Island? Like obviously <laughs> I because I had seen the American version when I agreed to be the host. And there isn't, like, there's stuff online about it, but there isn't much. So people are probably wondering why you would apply for a show that's called this. Sophie, why this show rather than, like, a Batchette or a, or a Maths or something? To be honest, Abby, I didn't even know what the show was called. Um, oh. you know, I had the discussion with the directors. And then when I got to Sydney, they were like, we can tell you what the show is called. And I was like... How am I supposed to tell my dad that I'm going on a show called <gasps> Boy Island? Um, but I was all for it because I was kind of, um, I sort of fell in love with the direct directors before, you know, I even knew all of this information. And I just take everything as a sign and I was just like, I'm going to do it. Like, how can I say no to this amazing opportunity and the fact that there was two other girls? I mean, I, I think that at the time I thought that once people saw the show that the title wouldn't matter. Yeah, totally. How about you, Ziara? For me, I've been approached by The Bachelor and a couple of other shows and I was just like, look, it's not me. I was terrified of editing and girls being against girls and being catty. Like, I'm such a girls girl Mm. and that is, again, like what Sophie said, what attracted me to the show was just like, it's our show. Mm -hmm. We're the three leading girls Mm. and, yeah, we run this shit basically. Like, it's not not going to be a cat fight (laughs) and, yeah, that's... Yeah, it just totally because there was this misconception that like when I announced it, everyone's like, "How is this empowering women?" I'm like, "This is a this is a fucking show for the girls, girls. This is a show for the girlies. Like, this is like you guys are together. 
basically giving free reign to insult men, which is so much fun. 100%. It's so good. And then, Mol, how about you? Because um, as you call yourself in our radio chat, um, you are the civilian of the group. The civilian. Um, <laughs> um, why after did you? The, you're an OT. Yeah. After, after, after the trauma of my um, ex-fucking escort, I, I thought, you know, it can't get much worse than this. So <laughs> I'll just jump straight in. If it's yeah. awful, you know, we're already, we're already at the bottom. Um, and, and I think yeah, trauma makes enough. me a little bit funnier, to be honest. So, you know, yeah, totally. give it a shot. My national tour was called the Trauma Dump Tour, Adele. Yeah. I mean, it was a laugh a minute during that. It was wonderful. Um, can, can I ask, so, so what, what, what happened exactly? Because this is oh, a full-on story yeah. if you haven't heard it. Oh, very. Yeah, t- tell me about it. Um, so it was five months before my wedding. I had planned it all. I had bought a house with this guy, bought a dog, was off birth control. Um, My wedding dress was, you know, three quarters of the way made. Um, I'd just gone with his mum to buy her dress for the day. Um, And I surprised him at work on a Saturday night and he had another woman bent over the desk. Oh, my gosh. And then my favourite part of the story is then... (laughs) He wore, He chased you out naked. Yeah. He saw you. Then what happened? Yeah. There? He, he saw me, <laughs> and I. I just walked off. I was like, "Yeah, fuck this," and then he tried to hug me to to stop me from leaving. And I was like, don't fucking touch me. You, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, then he was, you know, on his knees begging and, and trying to stop me from getting in the car. And I tell you what, I felt like the strongest fucking person you've ever met. There was that much adrenaline going through, you know, my body. I just pushed him yeah. and said, fuck off. And he was naked with a flaccid penis in mm. front of you. Wow. <laughs> it's so Look, I cannot confirm or deny flaccid. I assume flaccid, but it wasn't really what I was looking at. <laughs> you would hope, no, like you would hope it was flaccid. Like, I, it I was would bloody hard at that point. Oh. Yeah, you'd fucking Was it hope. like on the dirt? Um, <laughs> no, it was on like a gravel road. <laughs> imagine <laughs> driving by and seeing that. Like, just driving by. <laughs> oh my God, I'm surprised. It's on brown cardigan. <laughs> someone, someone uploading a video <laughs> of that. It. Jesus Christ. So what, what were your motivations for the show? Because if you say to find love, I'm going to say bullshit. So what did you guys, because I think, this is my theory, and I've had this theory since Bachelor, and I would say this in Bachelor's is why all the girls didn't like me, because I would say, yeah, you guys are lying. Oh, I'm here to find love. No, you're not. Grow up. Um, <laughs> anyone that just wanted to find love would just date normally. Let's be, let's be honest, and that's okay. I, for example, went on The Bachelor because I was like, I thought it was funny. And I thought it would be an experience and I was bored as batshit being a financial analyst. That is my honest answer. Slash admin. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking. No, I, this is another. Okay, everyone. Side note. These. Anyway. No. <laughs> fuck you, Lem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking slash admin bull. Because I was a woman in the office, guys. I put slash admin on everyone, oh. even though I had a degree. <laughs> um, it's fine. <laughs> and all the other men were allowed to just be financial analysts. But I was also admin because I'm a woman. woman. <laughs> I love commercial real estate. I actually hate everyone I worked with. So fuck you Good all. enough reason to go to a reality um, TV show from that point. Yeah, yeah. just get away from them. Um, but so I just wanted to get away from those men. And I also just wanted to like have a laugh and I'd broken up with this guy and I thought it was funny. Uh, I think that's a very genuine reason to go on. So why did you go on, Ziara? Because you're 21, so you're very yes. young. Yep. People, someone said to me, um, they're like, well, why would Ziara go on? She's 21. Like, sh- is she really looking for a serious relationship? And I was like, this show is called F-Boy Island. <laughs> no. Come the fuck on. Also, you don't have to be looking for marriage to have a fun experience with dating. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah, I'd been in a relationship for two and a half years and obviously we'd gone through COVID and I just was really not feeling myself. Like I was just kind of in this rut and then, I don't know, I just Mm. randomly like bossed up and I was like, nah, like I I need to do something. And it just all kind of came to me. And, um, I applied for the show. My mum was a big fan of you, Abby. So she saw, um, yeah, yeah she I saw your post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she saw your post and she's like, this is perfect. And I got a call back the next day and I was just like, oh, it's just meant to be. And I was like, I wasn't thinking about it. I'm like, it's a lot of fun, but I was more excited to meet Molly and Sophie and you than like anyone else. Like I didn't really give a fuck. I was in it for the lols and literally, yeah. Mm. I was like, if something comes out of it, because lo- even for the lols, you just like, oh yeah, like this could be like, like a silly experience, yeah. but I just find it so disingenuous. People are like, I'm here for love. I'm like, no, you're not. We're on a set. Yeah. Shut up. Um, and again, this is why all the girls in my season didn't like me because I kept going, shut up. Shut up. Because oh, they get mad at me. They're like, Abby thinks this show is a joke. And I go, it is a joke. We're in a house and there are five million fake flowers around us. This isn't normal life. We haven't seen our friends and family in two and a half months. It is a joke. It's bizarre. Um, so, Sophie, how about how about you? What was your motivation? And you could honestly, if you say your DJing career, I will defend the fuck out of you. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I think that I have always been really, really scared of going on a TV show. Um, there mm. has been like previous, you know, encounters where I've almost gone on one. And I'm really scared because I just say what's on my mind. And, you know, this show is all about girl power. And I was like, okay, I feel like I'm safe going on this show with yeah. these like, two girls. So I felt like I was really secure in myself. And um, obviously I'm 26 and I've been through a lot. Like I've moved countries at the age of 17. So my opinions compared to now or what they were compared to now have changed. And I feel like I'm very, um, I know who I am. And I think that was probably the biggest point where I was like I think I can back myself enough to go on a show like this and also yes my DJing career allows me to acknowledge that people are fuckboys and I see it I see people cheating on their wives almost (laughs) every weekend do you know what I mean like I I actually see it and I'm just like that makes me so scared of marriage that you know why wouldn't I live my life until the very very end you know before I commit to someone so that I know so that I've you know experienced and dated all these guys so totally so you were celibate for two years do you think it also was kind of you were like this might seem kind of intuitive it could be a safe environment where you have Molly and Ziara also with you to kind of end that celibacy in some way because you hadn't dated or had sex in two years like I mean, not in a foursome way, yeah. but in like a, not in like a Molly and Sarah <laughs> and just celibacy with you. But was that also part of it? Because do you think you were like, I just need to do something, like shake it up a bit? You better say yes, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like that was the perfect timing of my life. It's, it's really weird. I just believe in that, in that sort of stuff. But I just believe in, you know, perfect timing for everything. And I'm also like a big girl's girl. So I knew that I would make, if anything, I would make two extra best friends, if that makes sense. So yeah, that totally. Was like, you know. Absolutely. Mm. Um, okay, and Molly, what about you? Again, our civilian. Was it revenge? <laughs> Honestly, I had my heart absolutely shattered and it felt like all control had been taken away from me. I had to cancel my mm. wedding. You know, the guy that I thought I was going to have children with this year, you know, was, was now gone life was, you know, in a bit of a fucking wreck. And so it was my way of kind of putting out my narrative because he only told people that we just broke up. So it was my way of of putting out the story that actually happened and 
taking some ownership and going, yeah, this is shit. Also, we probably shouldn't do this to women. And I was very keen mm. to, you know, knock down a, a, a few F-boys in, in the process. But also, I am guarded at the best of times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell on the show where I'm just, like, incredibly enclosed. You, mm, you can um, tell on the show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I swear I'm a nice person. But, um, no, I'm very, very guarded. And I was so worried about putting myself out there and putting myself on the line again in terms of dating. I had been seeing people really flippantly and without, you know, wanting anything more. So I thought, you know what? what, what's the worst that can happen? You know, that I don't meet anybody and, and don't, you know, like anybody on the show. So I was like, let's, let's give it a shot. Totally. Were you guarded before this happened with your ex-fiance already? Yeah. I just think I've got a really hard exterior. It's not a bad <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't like people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes, especially with my job, you're pouring your heart out day in, day out. And sometimes there's just nothing left for you. Um, mm. And you, you almost become a, a shell of a human. That's why I was very keen to go on the show as well, because I was dealing with divorce lawyers and the council and um, oh, dealing man. with separating from a, from a dog and, <laughs> and, and work was insane. And I was just like, you know what? If I get to have my phone in for three weeks... That sounds lovely. <laughs> it's a nice little break. Um, well, my next question was, because a lot of people ask this as well, is after all this with your fiancé, do you think you were ready to date again? And if so, how did you get to that point so quickly? Because it was only a few months between the, the breakup yeah, and I, the starting I think the filming, right? For me, it was so clear cut that I loved this guy, but I could never trust him again. How do I know what he's doing at work? So Mm. for for me, it was a really clear decision. The only thing I could control at that point in time was was my reaction and my response to that. So, you know, potentially was too soon, but also I have found the whole experience so cathartic. The amount of times I've had to repeat this story to producers and interviewers and and journalists like a million times. And I feel like for me, it's really kind of helped me compartmentalise things and it's almost like a bit of graded exposure there. So it's actually been, and it could have been the exact opposite, but it's actually been really healing for me. I still remember the first time you told us at the house and you were really still like quite emotional about it. And now you're just like saying it like a boss bitch. (laughs) Ciara, you've been cheated on. Is it as clear cut for you as Molly's saying? Um, Yeah, I was with this guy doing charity work for like two and a half years and he... Tragic. Yeah, it was just (laughs) like... We, we did not have similar interests at all and I think it was kind of like a COVID thing. I kind of struggled to be alone. I guess I was kind of like anxiously mm. attached myself to him and like his life and his friends and, um, yeah, he had just – he'd been cheating on me the entire time, like on different weird dating apps I've never heard of, like was buying OnlyFans, um, like for like specific – fish. Yeah, just like talking to so many people 
And yeah, I found it all one night and I just was like, that's it. And I was, you know, you always have that back and forth in your head. And it was like, maybe it wasn't that bad or was it? And because I was just so terrified of being alone and I didn't realize my mm. potential, which is really sad. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty clear cut from that. I'm just like, no one's going to let me. I'm like, if I tell everyone about it, no one's going to let me ever even consider talking yeah. to him again. And yeah, that was that. Yeah. Wow. So have you been cheated on? Not that I am aware of. <laughs> I dated a DJ for like I dated a DJ for about two and a half years, and he was touring every weekend. But I don't think so. Oh. I, I but I can't confirm or deny. I confirm or deny. Every episode, there's a new central theme that for any other show would be the entire fucking season, but no. On FBoy Island, we used to get so production, just a bit of BTS. Uh, you know, we had very minimal time off. And we were all living around the same area, all the crew. And um, every time I'd run into someone from crew, we'd go, I'd be like, what happened last night? And he'd be like, oh, my fucking God. And it would be a whole other story. And we'd all go for a walk together like it was our lives. Like we were obsessed. That's good casting though, right? Like to, mm. to may- be able to know how people are going to mix together and get that drama out, right? Babe, the casting was amazing. And... I multiple times found our EP walking around the location, like around the suburb, but we're all staying and talking to himself. And I was like, are you okay, sweetie? Because we were all so tired. And I'm just bringing out story. And I'm like, okay, love you, Dean. Um, so one of the most fucked things probably to happen in reality TV in a very long time happened on this show. Mm-hmm. And it was with you, Molly. And it was said about you. You didn't know at the time, but it was with a guy called... Caleb, who's mm-hmm. one of the contestants, and he says, Sometimes chicks don't have some good pussies sometimes. Oh, mate. If the pussy's good, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't cheating. He don't want to, he won't call a fucking escort. You want a chick, she's perfect. She has this, she has that, she has money, she has this, but the sex is terrible. Keep it real. Would you stay with that or you going to have a side chick? Bro, I'm working it. I'm working it out. You're lying. I'm working it out. You're lying. You dating a chick and her vagina's terrible. So you're going to have a side chick. It's facts. That's the most factual thing ever. pH is right. The smell is good. After the smell is good, make sure you're stroking your man right. Make sure it's wet and pure. And, you know, I'll show her a few things. It's a cold left field. Okay, okay, okay. Let's discuss the anger in a bit, but I am pissing at Caleb mentioning pH level. Yes. It makes me, it yeah. makes me, every time, if you haven't seen that scene, please watch at least episode one because it is the editing, the post-production editing so is good. so fucking funny. They call them pussyologists, like master of women, like obviously taking the piss, being like, yeah, right, mate, you fucking dickhead. I've had personal friends of mine be like, why would, wouldn't she get rid of him? Because I didn't know. I said it. I didn't well, yeah, know he yeah, said that, those comments. Yeah, that, that, that's what I say to them. Yeah. I can say, but because we didn't know. If I had have heard what he said, there's no doubt in my mind I would have sent him home. Yes, of course. But you were told vaguely by Sean that there was something said that was disparaging. Yeah, I, I think Sean just to appease me said he called me a bitch, and I was like, ah, oh, I've been called way worse. Like. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. The boys yeah, kept yeah. Ch- chopping and changing things, and we really didn't know who was just talking shit and who was saying anything. And the fact that it was yeah, only Sean that stood yeah. up, yeah, nobody else did, and said, "Hey, I'm back, Sean." On that, like it yeah. was literally just Sean. Well, also because the structure of this show is that 
the men are incentivized to dob each other in. So mm-hmm. if you are an F boy, it isn't like on Bachelor where it's everyone's presumed to be a good person. If you are an F boy, you and you want to get the money, you are incentivized to get other people sent home. Yeah. Now, obviously, looking back, sorry, Sean, you were correct. Um, but <laughs> but at the time, like on, on the American versions, there's both seasons I've seen. There's one guy who his entire kind of character is simply dobbing, like, mm-hmm. he, and he's an F boy, and his entire character is just making things up and running around telling and setting people up to um, fuck themselves who were nice guys. So it, it is hard. It is hard to tell. But watching that back, Molly, now knowing, how did, did it make you, were you hurt? Genuinely, were you hurt? I mean, I made a T-shirt. Can you see it? Yeah, it says great pussy. Slay. <laughs> <laughs> doing a T-shirt, um, it says great pussy. <laughs> Look, I never really valued Caleb's opinion to begin with. Yeah. Um, I think... And unfortunately, it's it's not the first time I've heard this kind of chat. I think too often, especially with F boys, they're a little bit fragile. You know, they start hitting on you and they work out you're not interested or, or you reject them. They then turn around pretty bloody quick and go, well, mm-hmm. there's got to be something wrong with her because I'm perfect and everybody loves me. Babe, I've literally been mm-hmm. egged on the street. Yes. Like on Chapel Street. Like egged. had a guy, this guy, these group of guys came past and said, what's your Snapchat? Like trying to talk to me. And I was like, no, 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 I'm with my friends. And they piffed eggs And at then me. all of a sudden it's you. And they're like, you're an ugly slut. And I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh, yeah. Happens I mean, all I've the time. The, I've had the yelling. I haven't had the egg throwing. The egg yeah, throwing I'm like, are you just driving lot. around with fucking eggs in your car? Like who are you? <laughs> Ready to attack anyone who's going to fuck them. So so someone else said that about your vagina before, not just Caleb. No, look, I've never had it said about my vagina specifically, but I'm also really not sure how he's made that assessment. Of my vagina. Mm. Um, Well, I guess I guess his very incorrect theory is mm. that. No one with a quote-unquote good pussy that's wet and pure. <laughs> I'm actually repulsed. No, no, that that scene is, I watched it like four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't believe, and I was like, is am I am I delusional? Like, am I seeing this correctly? But I, th- I guess his theory is that then you wouldn't, then you wouldn't be cheated on. Um, I if reckon you, if there's more activity, it's better pH. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like he's saying the pH is fucked. Because she doesn't give, like, she's not good in bed. I reckon if you have more sex, the pH is better. There's more variety. What are you talking about? What is the pH of the vulva. Yes, yes, but what about the pH? When he said the pH isn't good because she hasn't ha- she doesn't, isn't good in bed. Remember when Caleb said... No, her- he's not saying she's good in bed. He's saying her... Act- I think he means her... Li- Again, we're still... Deco- I think he means her literal pussy. Mm, is no good. Oh, he means her literal pussy is not good, <laughs> which That's is funny really because I'm, going I'm deep a big advocate for women's health, and I I am a, a firm believer in you know ensuring your pussy's in good nick. Um, <laughs> well, there is no good nor bad pussy unless you. Uh, have but but there's healthy vaginas, and I am all about that. <laughs> yes, well, as I was saying, th- th- there's no good or bad pussy unless you have thrush or bacterial vaginosis or microbiome or an STI or a pH imbalance. So thank you, Dr. Caleb, for commenting <laughs> on pH levels. All vulvas are wonderful vulvas. And even if you didn't, even if your pH was a bit unbalanced, uh, Caleb, doesn't mean someone should be or should be inclined to cheat on someone at all. 
Um, obviously that was a revolting comment. Sophie, what was your reaction when you saw that? I was, because I've obviously, you know, interacted with Caleb all over the show. Um, I was just like, what is this guy saying? Like, I was Mm. like, he's more confident and cocky than I thought he was behind our backs. Cause I thought he would be, you know, trying to suck up to the guys and get along with them. But no, he was like one, one man, one man standing. And I was like, I can't believe that you're saying this, um, with such confidence. Like it was wild to me. Yeah, it was incredibly misogynistic, incredibly disgusting, obviously. But I also want to speak about the guy's reaction. So they kind of called him out. But I also think that, I mean, Corey said something that really irritated me. He was good at, he was good at um, his initial thoughts, you know, in his um, interviews about saying that, you know, that you shouldn't say that. And then he said to Caleb, you shouldn't say that. But then he said, quote unquote, well, I think it was a quote where he said, it might not have even had anything to do with the pussy. Yeah. <laughs> So what were your thoughts, Yara? Because he's, he's your man at this point. You're in the yeah. bathroom. I was just really thrown off by the whole thing and obviously not knowing any of this, um, completely in the dark. Like, I think that kind of viewers are forgetting that, like, we don't know what's going on. Like, we're watching yes. this for the first time with you as well. The only things we know are what we were physically there for. Um, yeah, what you were told. What we were told by the guys. So it was just, yeah. Initially, I, I was glad that, that was Corey's reaction and he did distance himself from Caleb. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think the Corey's reaction, I don't think any of the boys had a strong enough reaction. Yeah, it wasn't moment. enough. No, and the fact that it was just, just kind of Sean, Sean yeah. it was only Sean. That and then Benny getting angry at Sean Caleb for standing up. Yeah, Benny, yeah. The, the fact that Benny got angry at Sean for speaking up and calling him a rat and, and whatever, when Sean was the only one that actually had, you know, a pair of fucking balls but do and, we and know, stood up. Do we know if um, Benny knew that it was said well i think they all knew right they were all then why the fuck was it just short because i think i think all of i think it was boys club bullshit and i think (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is why it was important to be shown i had someone um message me on i've I've had like two people be like that shouldn't have been aired at all first of all as i'm the fucking ep calm down but i would have Um, been horrified if that had been cut out and that's what i said I, i i was saying well so many things on these other reality shows, so many of these things get cut out and everyone who is the victim of what was said or what was done is so angry going, I wish this fucking person was exposed to what they said because it's, it, it shows what is right and what is wrong and then conversations come of it of why it's so disgusting. And if that had been hidden or not shown... That would have been really upsetting for you, Molly. That would have Absolutely. been you would, if so unjust. I, I wanted it to come to light. I wanted people to know, you know, <laughs> Caleb's character. Um, yes. And I don't think he's a bad person. I think he makes some vile remarks. But I think, unfortunately, he's a product of a society where this boy's locker room chat has been accepted um, for far too bloody long. And I, th- I think it's a more of a systemic issue than um, just Caleb. But I, I would have been horrified if they had have kind of swept that under the rug and just gone, you know, next date on a rug with some cheese. Yeah. When I heard it come out, I was like, there's no way they're putting that in. I was like, I was like, that's great, but I'm so glad that they did because it's so fucked. But yeah, because, because I don't think that it would have helped anyone covering up what Caleb said, because like you said, Molly, it, this is normal, quote unquote, it is common, not normal. It is common conversation and a common way a lot of men speak about women we spoke about it on the radio show the other night with my co-host jimmy and nath and jimmy's from a country town gundawindi and he was speaking about how it took him moving to the city and getting 
friends who called him out and spoke about this shit, him to change the way he spoke about women and other minorities in general. And I think that even if one person watches this with, with their partner and then the next day their partner speaks to their mates about it and says, yeah, it's pretty fucked day. Even if that's the extent of the conversation, it's, yeah, it's pretty fucked. It at least plants a seed. I mean, like I've said, this show is on a fucking Louis Thoreau documentary, <laughs> bitches. Like, we all calm down going, everyone going, well, the way that it, I'm like, guys, it's a reality show called F-Boy Island. Let's have a breather. But I think having these things come to light, and this show is one of the only formats in which that is able to happen because the contestants are not held on a pedestal and there is no fear of ruining their reputations like there is in other shows because on other shows things are, are pushed under the rug constantly because then the franchise itself is tarnished. In this franchise, we cannot be tarnished. Already tarnished. <laughs> it's already tarnished. It's self-aware. It's tarnished. It's, it's a comedy first no. and foremost. And then it's a satire as well. We're self-aware. We break the fourth wall. I mean, all of your second dates were cliches. And we even said they were cliches. I watched Molly and Sean make out for <laughs> endless amounts of time. We referenced the crew. Like, this I, is the only show that thinks that we can be this honest. And if we aren't honest here then we aren't able to be honest anywhere else in society and we aren't able to even slightly have a conversation starter again. We're not doing fucking foreign policy, but let's just <laughs> at least acknowledge there was some value in having that in there. You know, and I'm glad that you agree, Molly. I'm glad that so I, a bit of me was worried that you would be when it actually came out. Cause you know, you think, Oh no, it'll be fine. And then on TV, when things come out, you go, Oh, I actually feel weird about that. But I'm so glad that you, agree that it was the right decision. Oh, definitely the right decision and not fantastic to hear at all. I think I completely shut down when I found out. I didn't value his opinion in the first place, so I don't know why I would take on his, um, you know, opinions about, about my vagina. Um, yeah. But I, I I think it had – it was a huge part of the show and it had to be shown and I'm, I'm glad it was and I'm glad it's been handled the way it has been. Yeah, and um, public apology to Sean for us all gaslighting him. Sorry, Sean. Um, sorry, Sean. <laughs> we are so sorry too, Sean. Um, okay, the next thing I want to talk about that is quite a big topic, it's about you, Ziara, yeah. that I've had a few messages about and that I even thought when I saw the first cut of the episodes, that is there are a few microaggressions towards you as the only woman of colour in the show. Yeah. And I want to speak to you about it. Um, I texted you about it just to see if you wanted me to comment on it publicly, but I thought I'd wait until we can have a chat about it. There were two instances in the show that made me quite uncomfortable. But as a white woman, I think it's best to ask you how you felt. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had a few women of colour ask DM me about this, saying they felt uncomfortable about it. Yeah. How did I miss this? I didn't see those parts. Okay, so there's two. So so there was Darcy, who's one of um, the yeah. guys that Ziara's dating, she quite likes. He two times calls her that she looks like Rihanna. Oh, yeah, that was that was yeah. shitty. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah, yeah. And then there was another scene where all of the boys can't remember Ziara's oh, name. Oh, my God. And they're making up all these other different yeah. names. Zahara? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, like, look, there's lighthearted fun in it. And I will say as well, at that point they'd met, I think they might have heard everyone's name once, yeah. right? But there has to be something said here that you are the mm. only woman of colour and they're so confused. I can't even remember a fucking name. Or they can't even politely ask the producer, I've forgotten one of the girls' names. Can you remind me their yeah. their names? Yeah. Um, so how did you feel about, first of all, the Rihanna comment? 
it is, it's tricky for me because sometimes it takes me looking back on things um, to kind of realise that it wasn't appropriate. But Darcy is not the first or the last person to say that to me. I've gotten it a lot. And it is definitely, when you look at it from the, it is not an insult. Rihanna is fucking beautiful, amazing, talented, trillionaire. But I just, it's being compared. It's like, why can't I just be Ziara? Why can't you see me and say you just look like Ziara? You know, you're you. I have to kind of... a beautiful woman. And yeah, and it's Mm. just kind of a thing that people of colour get. Um, I mean, my dad gets it. I've got friends and cousins get it. And people just come up and start name dropping black people to try and like connect with you in a way. And it's pretty fucked up. Um, I've dealt mm-hmm. with microaggression pretty much my entire life. So, yeah, I, I do not think that Darcy is a terrible person for saying that. I genuinely do think that he meant it as a compliment, but that is just like this is – that's just kind of you know, it's, society. It's like white people, particularly in this in this country, tend to homogenise people of colour and say any person who is who is of African descent that looks like or mixed looks like yeah. Rihanna yeah. or anyone they have to who compare is someone. Chinese looks like Lucy Liu. Oh, yeah. And they have to try and – ca- yeah. They yeah. have to categorise you into that person and they and – tr- but, but no one's – I mean, very few times – I mean, I'm sure Sophie and Molly, like, you would have been called Rihanna um, countless times. Zee. Yeah. But Sophie and Molly, you wouldn't have – I mean, there'd be very few times someone would refer to you as a celebrity the first time they've met you. Definitely not Rihanna. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's almost like they're trying to categorise you. And then do you feel fetishised by by that? Yeah, definitely. And I think that sometimes if people, if guys like, if I'm dating a white guy and he hasn't been with a black girl before, it's easier for them to kind of put me in a category and be like, oh, well, Rihanna's black and she's hot. So, you know, I, I could fuck her or she might be like this or, you know, just like gross shit like that. Mm. And, um, yeah, I struggle with that a little bit, even just on sets sometimes, you know, I've, I switch my hair a lot, as you'll see throughout the show. And that's something that I've struggled with a lot. Is my hair. Because you're a model, just so everyone listening Yes, I'm a well. model. So um, endless hair and makeup artist. Yes, I've gone through a lot. And, um, yeah, one time I was at a shoot and they asked me to come with my hair slicked back in, like, a pony extension that's straight. And I'm like, okay. yep, cool, rock up. And then they go, oh, yep, cool, took those photos. And, like, and now we want your hair straight and um, long with extension. And I said, I can't just whip this out of my ass. Like, I need to, like, no. this takes me so much time and I, I need a mm-hmm. heads up for this. So I had to get my ex to come and drop off the hair and I took my hair out and someone went, oh, my God, your hair. My my fiancé's friend's um, cousin is from Kenya. And I dead oh ass God, looked please. at her and I went, what Whoa. the fuck? Does that? I didn't actually, like, in my head, I'm just like, what does this have to do with me? But I'm so used to it that I can. <laughs> I've been literally asked to dunk my head in a sink because I've rocked up with my hair, not the way that they wanted it to because they look at my oh Instagram my or they look at my portfolio and they – and I yeah, so I ended up having to make a card to send to my agency with all my different hair and I said, tell them I need 48 hours notice for my hair. And I'm doing it myself. I'm not letting anyone else touch it because they just fuck yeah, it up. Yeah, but then so, but also in that situation, then when you've come with your hair pre-styled and they want you to change your hair, yeah, it's then it's then made out that you are difficult if you can't exactly, do it. Exactly. Yeah, which is the other thing, another black woman trope of being yeah. like an angry black woman or being difficult to deal with or yeah. precious about. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's completely unfair because you're then put in a hard situation. Abby, I've lost. I've been deducted fifty percent of my pay because I showed up with hair not how they wanted it. 
I think I had what? my hair in like a like a weave and it, it looked nice. I'd done it and the hair and makeup artist had styled it and she, the hair and makeup artist came, and I could see them all talking about me and the hair and makeup artist <sighs> came over to me and said, I'm so sorry to hear this, but they they really want you to just go dunk your head in a sink and make your hair curly. And I had to sit there and, I, and they all came oh over and started God. touching my tracks and they were like, oh, what oh. is it? And I don't understand. And I was just holding back tears. Like I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Oh the photos came out and... Um, my agent called me and said, I'm so sorry, babe, like they've deducted 50% of your pay because they couldn't use some of the photos, but this is the best that we can do. It's but like, that's no longer a microaggression at this no, point. No, that was <laughs> like flat out racist. racism. And I really yeah, felt racism. like I wasn't heard. And the fact that I just had to agree to 50% when I'd spent, you know, hours and hours oh, on end wow. on this shoot and upset about it for a long time, yeah. And so wow. did they justify uh, the fact that they couldn't get the photos so therefore they doxed your pay? Was that the no, reason No, 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 they took all the photos. They just said that, um, you know, like my hair wasn't right for some of the photos so they couldn't use them all so therefore they deducted my pay. Holy fucking <laughs> yeah. shit. And, yeah. then, and then how about the name scene as well? How did um, you take name, that? I don't get too offended about the name. My name isn't, my name is literally made up. My mum liked Kiara, Tiara, and she just went, let's chuck a Z mm-hmm. in front of it because it sounds cool. And um, it does. yeah, it's not a cultural name um, or anything like that. I feel like if it was, I would take kind of offence to it because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of pride in names. But I, yeah, I, I, I had a bit of a laugh about it. I'm not sure if my mum found it too funny, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind. But uh, for the boys, I think we were all like, you know, there was a couple names where I, I checked so many times with producers mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to say their name right. And I remember you too. Abby, I mean, like, Isaiah, you, remember you asked yeah. me and I, and I, and I was like, yeah. Just quickly dial because you didn't because I think you had a little crush on him. Yeah. And you were like, I don't want to get his name wrong. Yeah. So like, and I was constantly double checking pronunciations of names and double yeah. just because it's just a little bare minimum. It's to ask. Yeah. It's bare People, minimum. It's just respectful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we spoke about that because I'm so sorry that you've experienced so much so many microaggressions, but I think this is the yeah, I, I think it, it's the it's the hard thing in in weighing up how you feel personally about certain scenes in the show versus how that would affect people societally. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the Rihanna thing you're saying, you know, when I texted you, you're like, oh, I'm personally okay, but you know what it means. Like you're more saying, you know, it means way more yeah. and it means, and it also brings up so many other things for you. It isn't just Definitely, yeah. being referred I, to as, re- you have all these stories and all this. Oh, all so this, many. Like, I, we'd points. be sitting here for hours, like if I went into all the stories. Um, but I didn't even, I think it kind of, while I was on the show, I wasn't thinking too much. And then after I did the Refinery29 interview on being one of the first, you know, women of colour on a lead Australian reality show. And I was like, fuck, mm-hmm. I am. I'm like, shit, yeah. like I, like, you know, I'm just... Yeah, I'm definitely being an example right now and I um I think that often people of colour are cast on shows just to like chuck in some, you know, like they're just side characters just, just to like really diversity. Diversity. Yeah. yeah. And I love the diverse the diversity on this show. I was really pleased yeah. when I got there. Um, well, yeah, I think I think it was thirty percent uh people of colour, yeah. men of colour yeah. on this show. And I was really happy as well. That was something that I was really staunch about when we had um initial casting meetings and Warners were already doing it. Yeah. But I was like, if it's, if it's, if we have one token person of color, like this is not, this Mm. is not a vibe, but they were already on it because they'd they'd done, um, they'd done a really, really, I think a good job. I mean, it can always do better. Obviously we can always have more diversity in different ways, but I'm glad that um, you had a positive experience on this show when you walked in, especially not just having, 
23 white men and then yeah. one person yeah. as a token. Well, called me you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, guys, as a yeah. fan, can I ask a couple of questions, like quick, quick oh, questions? Oh, so cute, Oscar. No, but it's true. I am. I was watching it on Sunday and I was like, this is so fun and funny. And normally, as I said before, um, we started recording, I'm like, I'm not that into it, but it's so good. I love it. Okay. I've got a couple of questions. The chocolate bath, what was actually in that? The chocolate bath was made out of Nesquik, um, seawater, and <laughs> milk. I think like le- long life milk, and it was absolutely Did it just smell disgusting. rancid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was just wh- what happened with Justin when he got really emotional with oh Joey. My gosh. What was that? We, what happened? We were, I was pissing myself. I, I had no died. idea. Edit that edit. It had only been a couple of days. And no, he was really thing. upset no, these people, when this guy left. I was like, Did he have feelings for him? I think so. Was no, 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 no. I, no, I think these men, okay, I always made fun of everyone that cried on The Bachelor when someone went home because I was like, not externally, but in my head because I was like, <laughs> they're not dying. It isn't Squid Games. Like, you're okay. You can just get their number and talk to them after. You can see them after. But, and, and we were in there for three months. Yeah. We were in there for three months. These men were in there for three weeks. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and final question. Sorry, if I can just, I also think that Justin probably was quite worried about how he was going to continue without Joey. I think possibly uh, that was more of his own feeling rather than Joey actually leaving. I think he might have gone, fuck, I need to make more friends. <laughs> possibly. I mean, I mean, we've been there for 70 hours. He's, he had time. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy, also, you can do it by yourself. Um, okay, what was the last question, uh, Last question. Um, did any of you have sex whilst you were in the competition? I played the fifth. Time will tell, Oscar. Thanks, girls. Thanks, um, so, F Boy Island, obviously, binge. It's every two, sorry, two episodes every Monday on binge. Honestly, it's so much fun. The girls are amazing. That's it. Follow F Boy Island Australia also, please, on social media. Thank you, Sophie, Ziara, and Molly. All right, everyone. So right now we actually have a chance for you to get $100. Wow. What can I do, you're asking? Well, all we want is for you to fill out a survey online. There's going to be a link on the Instagram in my bio, et cetera, et cetera, and also in the show notes of the shows. Fill it out. Tell us if you like the podcast. I'm presuming you do if you're here. If not, I mean, give us the hard feedback. I won't be reading it. Don't worry. Producer Lem will be. <laughs> um, so if you want to give us some feedback, tell us what your favorite episodes are, et cetera, et cetera, you could win some cash. So go into the survey and help us out to make the podcast a better place for all. Love you. Listener.